You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do a quick uh, run through of the VO uh, utilities. And then I'm going to zero in on voices, speech and voices, because in my mind, it's not very intuitive. Uh, it's not intuitive at all, actually. But in playing around with it, I did figure out some of the issues that, that I had. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe it'll help in, in terms of, uh, of if, if people find it confusing, which, which I did anyway. Um, so VO, the voiceover is, I think it's more uh, adaptive uh, than people think. Like you can do, make a lot of changes with it and really customize it. So to open voiceover utilities, you've got to press VOF8. When you open it, you're put right in the VO categories table. And you don't even have to, you can interact, but you don't have to. Uh, I just use the up or down arrow, not even pressing VO. And you have a bunch of categories. And they are basically general, verbosity, speech, navigation, web, sound, visuals, which I never play around with, commanders, which touched on in an earlier uh, uh, earlier Mac users group, but we can always go back to it at some point. Braille, uh, that'll be one for Kim. Um, activities, we could do a, a Mac session on that because that's a really useful tool. And voiceover recognition. So these are your categories in the table. So I'm going to go. So to when you hear it say, let's say I'm general. So then what I do is I just hold down VO and go VO right arrow. And then I'm jumping into the general uh, parameters that I can change. Uh, so for example, under general, you can have it speak a greeting after you log in. And you can type it in, like mine says, hi, Wayne, welcome back. And then it gives you a like, display welcome dialogue when voiceover starts. You can decide to do that or not do it. And this is where you can change your voiceover modifier keys. Now, mine is set to control option or caps lock. So you can pick control option, caps lock, or both of them. I got mine set to both. Uh, to pick as your VL key. Image. Then portable preferences. I've never used this. It's This is something you can set up if you were going to another computer that had voiceover, you could put your portable preferences on a thumb drive and, and bring them to another computer. But I've never done it, so I don't know how it's done. Um, and then it says allow voiceover to be controlled with Apple script. I have a check box in that and that's it that's all that's under general so if i go vo left arrow back till i hear it say voiceover categories utility categories table that was general verbosity is your next category and then i uh, i hit the down arrow to go to verbosity now i'm going to go vo right arrow again to go into verbosity now this is this is done differently you'll hear it when i hit vo right arrow i heard it say speech select a tab 
So this has a bunch of stuff you can change with. There's five tabs, speech, braille, text, announcements, and hints. So I'm going to, this is a really useful one. I'm going to, I have the speech tab selected. So I'm going to keep, because it said it was selected, I'm going to press VO right arrow uh, past the last tab and I'll, I'm in speech. It says default speech verbosity. I got it set to medium. Now, um, so, you know, I, I don't like voiceover to be too verbose. So to me, uh, medium gives me the information I want. Now, then it says additional speech verbosity options. It'll either say expand it or collapse. Um, mine says expand it because I was playing around with it. But I've never done this, Don. And you can actually go in to a table and start changing what's included in each of those verbosity settings, like medium, high, low. Um, you know, if you really want to fine tune uh, uh, voiceover, I haven't done it um, because I don't have the patience. <laughs> uh, but the way you would do it, if it says collapse, you would hit the VO spacebar and then it would be expanded. And then there's a table. And that table has 34 rows, 34 elements you can play with to decide uh, how you'd want them to, to, like, do you want them in medium, high, low verbosity? I'm happy with the defaults. So that's, so that's under, uh, hold on, let me get back. So that's under the speech tab. Um, the next tab, you just see, I went, the way I got back to the tabs, I just pressed VO left arrow till I, I landed on speech tab. It said select it. So I'm going to go VO right arrow. Braille, I'm not going to do because uh, I don't have a Braille display hooked up. The next one is text. So I'm going to go VO space bar on text. And remember, this is all under the ver uh the verbosity utility category. So I'm going to go VO right arrow past the last two tabs. Then I'm going to go into the text tab. And these are my choices. Punctuation. I got it set to some. You can have it set to all, some, or none. So it depends how much punctuation you want it to say, right? Then it's repeated punctuation. I'm not going to go into all this. Then it says, while typing, speak. I got mine set to characters and words. And that's a pop-up button. You could have it just characters, just words, or nothing. So, and when moving the cursor, I, ha I have it set to speak the uh, text as the cursor passes. When, this is an interesting one. When text attributes change, I got it set to do nothing right now. Because it would drive um, me nuts on a web page. If, Wayne, if, could, if, you, could you jump yeah. back to that one previously? Yeah. The speech text yeah. as passes. I don't know what that means. Does that mean when you're arrowing over? Like, what, what are your options yeah. there? Like, I, I don't know. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll look at I you. Totally, I never totally okay. understood what that meant. So, so if I may, okay. um, so yep. the two the two options are speak text to the right of the cursor or speak text the cursor passes so when you're reading 
uh, character by character. Let's say you're moving your cursor to the right or to the left. As you move, let's say forward, it'll start with the letter H. If you move backwards, it repeats the letter H, but it puts the cursor to the left of yeah. where you are. So as you move it to the right, it puts it to the right. As you move it to the left, it puts it to the left. Yeah. I personally prefer to keep it so it goes to the right of the cursor because I use a braille display, uh, because I find that it's a lot easier to control the cursor as it's going across the screen. Yeah. I'm used to having it go to the right, but there might be people that don't want to do that. In the yeah. days of the Apple IIe, uh, it was like that where it speaks text where the cursor passes. But then when they fixed it in voiceover that we had the ability to go to the right of the cursor, yeah. I, I find that a little bit more easier to be able to quickly advance through text. Now again, oh, and these are- yeah. yeah, and actually if you're used to using JAWS, I believe JAWS uses to the right of, it doesn't yeah, speak and the NBD, text NBDA as the, yeah, and NVDA does the same yeah. thing. Now I'm huh. used to, I like it as the cursor passes personally because to me, it makes, like, as I'm moving the cursor, it's just visually, I'm thinking, okay, I just passed the H, but that's because I'm used to it. And then if yeah. I go backwards, and, you know, I'm yeah, passing it again. Yeah, and that's fine. Right? Yeah. That's fine. It's what you're used you know what? to, right? Well, yeah, but, but I, but I also... think the way they explain it is not clear to me. Like, I, I didn't know what no. that's supposed to mean. Does that mean just as you arrow, right arrow, or just if you down arrow, it's not going to speak the line. Do you know what I mean? It, it could be yeah. clear. Uh, there could be some way of explaining it so that you, so I didn't know what, I didn't yeah. change it because I, I couldn't figure out what it was. So I didn't want yeah. to bother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it's what no, it that's, is. That's a good explanation. To, Thanks. Thanks, Michael. To um, the right is to the right and to the, and speak the text cursor yeah. passes. And that's kind of like, I, you know, for those who don't use a braille display, I would keep it where the cursor passes. Because at that point, it's giving you a visual auditory feedback as to where your cursor is moving. Uh, yeah. Whereas the other one moves to the right, point final, even if you move to the left, it's still moving to the right, but you're going left. And that could be confusing to yeah. some people. But for us Braille users, it doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> you know, because okay. we have the routing keys. I mean, I, I you know, I, I guess it's six to half, one dozen another. Uh, as to how, how you have it set. And, and that's the and beauty of a voiceover. It's, yeah, okay, exactly. It's so customizable. Because if you're used to JAWS, you might even want to change. You know, uh, um, I think default is as cursor passes. Because yes, I never changed yeah, this. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's the default. And then we come to when attributes change. I got mine set to do nothing. But um, I have changed this at times but I, there's a quick way of changing it and i can talk about that briefly after uh, every time your speech your text changes you can have it set to do nothing or play tone or speak attributes but if i tried it i turned down speak attributes and if you're on a web page every time it'll say helvetica 12 point then you move to the next one blue this like every time the the text changes it will tell you the change and it'll drive you nuts but it's great if you're doing a review of a document let's say you typed up a document you want to know if you accidentally left underlined on or if you it will tell you every time the attribute changes but you don't need to turn it on here if you turn it on here in bo utility it's on for everything 
Okay. Um, when encountering a misspelled word, speak attributes. So when, when encountering a misspelled word, speak attributes. That's when encountering a links uh, slash attachment. I got it set to speak because I want to know if it's a link. Read numbers as words. Now you can change that, but I like it saying words. Like if I come to a number, I want it to say like 1,300 and something. I don't want it to go 1324.67. You know, it's a, I, I, but again, it's your personal choice, right? When reading a capital letter, I got mine set to speak cat because I found the intonation sometimes wasn't as clear. So I want to know, like, if I'm coming to a capital letter, I want it to say cap H, cap I, something like that, right? When deleting text, mine is set to change pitch. But you have different options there. Like, you could have it set to play tone, speak, do nothing, change pitch. So I, I, this gives you an example of all the customization. Then it's a append phonetic pronunciation to single character. That's like on the iPhone mine. when it says yeah. H hotel eventually or whatever. Yes. Now yeah. you can check that. I got mine unchecked. But if you checked it, every time you, you, know, you go character by character on a letter, on a word, it will say the letter and the phonetic uh, character and you know the phonetic uh, like you might say a hotel alpha. yeah so what what yeah. happens okay so if you have your numbers set to numbers instead of digits I was wondered because I had mine at digits partly because I didn't I wanted phone numbers to be read as oh ah, yeah that's right and but phone does it read too, phone yeah. numbers like if you have it set to numbers is it going to read your phone numbers like a, a phone yeah. number, does it understand? Uh, not or? necessarily, no. I've had it, okay. sometimes it does, but a lot of, sometimes I'll have it read a phone number as of like 613,000, whatever. But other times, depending on what way it's put in the document, it will read it as a phone number. Okay. Yeah. But again, it's like I said, this, and these, some of these changes you could make on the fly. You don't need to go to the voice of utilities and we'll go into that just shortly. Uh, so that was text. I'm going to go back to those, that tab group again. Announcements. Um, and I'm spending a lot of time on this one because there's a, so much here you can... So I'm in the announcements tab now. So you can... Here's the... Just I'll quickly go through them. Announce when mouse cursor enters a window. I got that unchecked. Announce when a modifier key is pressed. I got it unchecked, but you might want to know. Announce when the caps lock key is pressed. I got that checked because I want to know if the caps lock is up. Speak header when navigating across a table row. I got that checked. Automatically speak text in dialog boxes. I got that turned down. I got to check that. Speak Zoom magnification changes. That's unchecked and doesn't really matter to me. But if you are using Zoom, it might matter. Speak voice over cursor magnification. I got that unchecked. When status changes under voice over cursor, I got it to play a tone. And the reason I did, sometimes the words drove me nuts. 
And when progress changes, play tone. And I'll give you an example. Um, I had it set to words at one time, and when a, lead, a web page was loading, it would say 21%, 22%, 27%, 32%. This is driving me crazy. So I just have it going beep, beep, beep as it's loading. Right? But you could have it say the percentage if you want it. When number of rows change under voiceover cursor, I got to do nothing. I don't even know what that means. I don't know if Michael knows what it means, but I got mine set to do nothing, right? Because when system dialogues are displayed, I want to, it speaks and plays a tone because I want to know when a system dialogue box is displayed and set size and position in millimeters and then speak text on their mouse after delay. So these are all things you can play around with and they're under announcements in uh, verbosity. And the last one in verbosity is hints. If you're new to voiceover, you might want hints, more hints than when you're, when you're Familiar with voiceover, this will drive you crazy. Speak instructions for using the item in the voiceover cursor. Uncheck checkbox. What the first is speak instructions for using the item in the voiceover cursor. I got that turned off because if not, it will say give you a bunch of things you can do every time you go to a different element. When an item has a health tag, when an item has a health tag I gotta do nothing because you can always bring up the health tag anytime by pressing VO shift N. When an item has custom actions, I got to speak help because I'd like to know if there's something unique. And when an item has more content, speak help. So I want to know if there's more I can do with that item. I'll have it speak it. So that's that's it for verbosity. But as you can see, you can pl pr play around a lot with verbosity and change things. Uh, but keep in mind, what you change here is changed for everything you do on VoiceOver. And I'm going to... The next is speech. I'm going to come back to that because we're going to do a little bit with voices. Navigation is after speech. I'm going to go... Now, remember, I'm just hitting the down arrow to go to these, and then I'm going via right arrow to go in. Now, this one doesn't have tabs, so it's just one pane. Um, so under navigation, initial position of voiceover cursor. I got it set to keyboard focused item, which is the default, because I want the voiceover where the keyboard focus is. This is the next one. It's the one I sent you the podcast on, grouping behavior. There are four options. Mine is set to standard, which is the way I'm used to. The other options are bookend groups, announce groups, and ignore groups. And this grouping means this is the interaction. So I'm not going to go into it now. If people have questions after listening to the podcast, because I think the podcast does a fantastic job in showing what these are. But this is where you change it under navigation. I got synchronized keyboard focus and voiceover cursor. That was the default anyway. It's checked. Now, my, I did change. My mouse pointer follows voiceover cursor. That's not the default. 
the default is ignores voiceover cursor. I don't know why that is, but I like the mouse to follow the voiceover cursor because very, very rarely, but it does happen. I can't activate something, but you can click the mouse button by pressing VL shift spacebar. Well, click your mouse button and that might activate what you're trying to activate. Um, so I did change that to follow the voiceover cursor. And allow cursor wrapping. I checked that. And the reason I did is if I get to the end of a page I, and I want to get to something near the beginning, I don't want to go all the way back. I just keep going and you'll hear a sound to let you know it's wrapping back to the beginning. So I like cursor wrapping on. Some people don't. Maybe they, you know, they might get confused, uh, but I, I prefer it on. And I skip redundant labels. I don't have that checked because I don't really know what a redundant label is. So I don't want to skip it. Automatically interact when using tab key. I got that checked and that's the default setting. Uh, because when I hit tab, I want, when I get to something, I want it to be interactive. Enable fast searching unchecked. I don't use that. And that's it for navigation. I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna go into the web, and this will probably be the. I'm not gonna go into the rest of them too much because um, they can. I'll just tell you what they are. Uh, web is different ways of of navigating the uh, internet. There are three. There are three tabs on this. There are navigation, and general, and rotor. So I'm going to hit space on navigate, VO spacebar on navigation. Navigate web pages by DOM order. There's two choices, DOM order and grouping items. I have DOM order selected, and to be honest, I don't really, I did try grouping once and it totally confused me. DOM order is basically the web page is shown as it was designed and VO radar brings you through the web page. Yeah, I find, okay. I, I find that that's very confusing. Um, grouping basically oof, puts everything like it groups the tabs in different orders. And it's like, if you're like, let's say guy navigating to like, the navigation section or you're navigating to a reading section on a page as you tab it tries to put things in in groups like rather than the actual the way the web page is designed and that doesn't really give you a visual structure of what the page looks like the more giving mm. you a representation of grouping things into different categories on a page like you know navigation tabs are at the top and then you know reading tabs are mm. at the bottom and uh, no, it's just, uh, it gets more confusing yeah. to do it that way. Um, so I'd leave I it on the default. Yeah, thing. I could see it for somebody who probably wants to, uh, who may have problems distinguishing or may have problems following a web page. But, mm -hmm. but I, you know, for the most part, yeah. okay, leaving it. That's good. Well, leave it. I would leave it on damn order unless you really want to. Because you know what I also want to say before, sorry, Kim, you, you no, know, no, like go the, ahead. the voiceover follows or the mouse pointer follows the voice, you know, cursor like that option too. 
that also is very helpful when you're dealing with sighted people. Because if you're moving on different areas of the page, you want to be able to have the sighted person look or have them know where the mouse pointer yeah. is going so they can help you uh, yeah. in areas where it's not working. And, it's, and like you said, with the, with the click command too, that also helps. And, yeah. and, and so why change it? Like, you know, you want to be at, like the whole point about the voiceover was not to change things to the point where it's actually customized to the point where it's only meant for people that are visually impaired. I, I, I tried to tell people the accessibility on the Mac was designed for everybody in mind, whether you mm. have a hearing or visual or cognitive or motor disability. It's not meant to change things to the point where you're not dealing, you know, you're gonna be dealing with a lot of sighted people. Unfortunately, the reality is the reality is, and you have to yeah. be able to be in the same level as everybody yeah. else. And you don't always yeah. be, no, that's you, don't, you don't always be, you know, again, it's subjective. I mean, but okay. you don't always want to be in a level where you're always apart from somebody, right? No. You but the reason I mentioned so. the mouse uh, thing is that's one of the things I did change from the default is ignore. And yeah. so you might want to change it to follow the voiceover. Cursor, I, which I, is do. What I did. I do. Yeah. I did. So, I yeah. do because, okay. yeah, because if I'm dealing yeah. with somebody who's got vision, uh, when I'm tabbing or when I'm moving across the screen, they can actually visually see where the mouse pointer is going. Yeah. So okay. you're, you're, you're going along with everybody. And, and the DOM order thing, the same thing. A web page is designed the way it's supposed to be designed. Let the, if the web page is badly designed, let the authors take yeah. care of making the web page accessible. Try to yeah. make the and, screen and reader, <laughs> you know, yeah, I agree. do what its yeah. job is Maybe. supposed to do. Yeah. Let it do its job in reading the screen. Try not yeah. to custom tailor, make it too much. Because I... No, I agree. I don't honest. know why you would. Now, the thing no, with but, DOM order you know, uh, and grouping order is there's a radio button. So you, when you're in navigation yeah. or web, make sure you've got the radio button selected for DOM order, which is the default. Yeah. I think, Kim, you were going to ask something? Uh, yeah. So I, I just wanted to know with all of these settings and the way it's set up and the way they're worded, and, I, and you may not know, and Michael, you may not know, but were there blind, low vision people helping to figure out these settings? Because some of them, oh. they're making oh, sense when you okay. describe them, but they're not always making sense when I went through them like when, first. When whenever I was you're them. in a setting, you can, I was going to mention this, um, whenever you're on a pane, you'll, if you keep going via right arrow, you'll always see help. If you click help, you will open a help page specific to that pane. Oh, really? And okay. it will okay. tell you, there'll be a table telling you what each of those controls do. And then you yeah. can just press close the window and you're back into your voiceover oh, utility. Because okay. so the way they're a, worded yeah. sometimes I don't get. Yeah. And then, then, but I also wonder the things that are picked and the reasons they're picked, who determines that? Like, who is... Who is figuring this out? Like I is think this... it's difficult. Like sometimes it's difficult to explain something in a button, but the, the help menu does a fairly good job, actually. No, but I just mean as, as yeah. to what settings they're putting in. Like, like is it blind low All vision default. people working with the developers to decide this is an important setting to put in? Hmm. This is what I don't know. You guys probably I don't, don't know. know this, but know. but to me, I wonder that sometimes, yeah. like. Because like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff in there. And, well, and I, I think there is a lot of stuff. I guess they adjust it. Like image descriptions is a new one. 
that was only added recently. So I guess it's so, changing as the yeah. Yeah, don't don't forget, uh, voiceover came about from outspoken, and um, a lot of the stuff that was designed from outspoken was ported over to voiceover when they bought mm -hmm. over outspoken. And Berkeley Systems was the company that designed Outspoken. And so they kept a lot of those uh, features that were there uh, because at the time they wanted to make a JAWS compatibility or a JAWS equivalent on the Mac. Because at the time when you bought a Mac in, uh, in, in 1984, well, 1990, all the way to 2005, uh, VoiceOver didn't come with it. It was a program that you installed called Outspoken. And uh, so what the Berkeley Systems people did, there were a whole bunch of people that were visually impaired or blind that designed this software so that, you know, that it would be compatible and it could work as, as, as well as JAWS at the time. Now, unfortunately, yeah. nobody caught on to it. And unfortunately, the money ran out for Outspoken. It was a research project and it ran out. And then, of course, then, you know, uh, Matt, you know Apple decided yeah. to buy that. Yeah, uh, that's how it got Yeah, and I think they keep. I think yeah, and I think you know, as with anything, if there's settings you want added, you can always let accessibility at Apple know as well. And uh, you know, but I can't like this. As I said, it's more robust than I thought it would be when I started going through this. I'm just going to continue because we're. Um, there's another thing in web that I've changed. Uh, wait, now hold on. When navigating web tables, now this is your choice. Uh, it's the group items within when navigating web tables. I turned off, I don't have that checked. Um, sometimes I like it checked, sometimes I like it unchecked. When it's unchecked, if you're on a web page and you come to a table, it will announce the table but you don't have to interact with it. If you keep pressing V or right arrow, you'll be in the table. Uh, if you have that check, you have to interact with the table. So, um, um, so that's, that's what that means. Group items. And that, I only figured that out by reading the help topic on it, actually. And the rest is self-explanatory. Speak column and row numbers. Navigate images, enable live regions, check. Always allow keyboard commands to navigate websites. Okay, and that's, uh, I don't know why mine, I don't have that checked. Um, and I'm fine with it. I'm going to have to read about what that is, actually. But I can by looking at the, the help. So that's, I'm just going to, uh, just a second. that was the, uh, oh, the general tab, no? Under the web. Uh, that's the second tab. When loading a new web page, I got a check mark by speak web page summary. I like that. It tells me how many links, headings, everything that's on that web page when it loads. Then I automatically speak the web page when it loads. I have that unchecked because I don't want it to start reading the whole web page after it loads. But again, it's a personal choice. While a web page loads, 
clay tone because I don't want to constantly saying 21%, 22%, but you can change it to have it speak. And that's it for uh, general. And the last thing is web rotor. And just like on your iPhone, I'm going to go via spacebar on web rotor. Uh, there's a table. And the table has all the different things you can have in the web rotor. And you can put a check mark by the ones you want in the web rotor. And if you want them in a different order in the web rotor, while you're on the item, you can hold down the command key and move your arrow up or down and it will move those items within the table. And that's the order they'll be in the web rotor. So I'm not gonna go through the table because there's a lot of things in it, but you can really decide what you want in the rotor. Same as you can in your uh, voiceover settings on your iPhone. Um, so that's that's the web. And I'm going to just, there's a couple of other things there. One is sound, which is only very simple. Like you can turn sound docking on and off and you can root voiceover. I have it set to root through my default speaker. Visuals I don't use, and I think it's what sight of people will see on the screen when you're using voiceover. Commanders. Commanders, we talked about, and we can have another session on that again. It's basically you can set shortcut keys using the right option key uh, to do a lot of different tasks, like open specific apps. Um, I created commanders for opening, like numbers, text edit, um, uh, there's already a few default, like um, um, op uh, right option T, I'll tell you the time, that's already there. Uh, and this is basically, you can create your own shortcut keys for voiceover. Braille, Braille I can't go into. Uh, if, uh, if people are interested, maybe one of the Braille users can, uh, like Michael, Kim, or um, Leo, I think, uses can, can look at that. And then there's activities. I'm not going to go into it today, but it's a fairly powerful thing. You can go in and create a whole set of uh, a voiceover configuration that you want implemented when you're doing certain tasks. And I'll give you an example. Uh, if I'm reviewing a document, I want changes. I don't want my default voiceover changes. For instance, I want voiceover to speak slowly. I want it to say all the punctuation. I want it to announce when text attributes change. So rather than me having to go in and change all those before I review a document, I can create an activity, call it, in this case, I've got it called review, and save those new changes. And then whenever I want to review a document, I can just select it and the voiceover will change to those unique attributes for that task. And then uh, when I stop the task, it'll change out of it. And the way you pick your activity, if you press VOX, you'll get a list of activities that you've created. And I only have one. So if I press VOX, it's my standard voiceover and review. And I can change between those two activities. And we can have, if anybody is interested, we can have a, a session on that. Um, so that said, I want to jump back to speech because I just figured this out and I was so happy about it. So speech has two things, voices and pronunciation. I'm going to stick with voices for now, two tabs, and that's already selected. 
Now, Voices doesn't have much in it. There's a checkbox for mute speech, so I wouldn't advise checking that. Customize language list table. Then there's Customize Language List Table. I'm going to pass that for a second. Uh, excuse me, Wayne. So the one time yep. when you would mute speech is when you're using a Braille display. And I, I usually yes. use the, the gesture for that on the trackpad on the Mac. So that's the... Um, oh, the double tap, <laughs> three finger, three finger, yeah. double tap. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. You would. But if you don't have a Braille display, then you got to get back to that unmute button without any speech. Uh, that's not easy. Um, um, and then after the table, there's add language. I did add French to mine. And you just click on add language and then you can add another, any language. There's a whole bunch to pick from and just remove language. So I'm going to go into the table. Customize language list table. Now this to me is very confusing. So I'm in the table. It says the very first thing says language default. English is my default language. Alex is my default voice. I'm just hitting VO right arrow going along the table. And that's a pop-up button, and we'll get back to that in a minute. Um, rate is 50. And then there's an edit button. So I'm going to click on edit. Oh, well, I'll keep going first. Then I have language-specific configurations. Then I have language-specific configurations. And then it's Francais. Amelie is my French voice. I got her speaking at 39 because even then I'd be really listening considering I'm retired um, seven or eight years. And so I'm sort of losing my friend. Um, so I'm going to stick with English. Alex, rate 50, edit. I'm going to click on edit for Alex. So it's opening... For now it's voice settings for default system language. It says category, category voice, voice rate, rate pitch. pitch. This is the headings of the table. Volume, volume intonation, intonation. Then I'm in default is the type Alex, Alex. and it gives me all the settings like for intonation and all that volume. I got at a hundred. Okay. But at the very end, there's a button that says additional voice options. Now, this is what caused me a lot of confusion. So remember that this is like, I mean, it told me the type of voice is default, Alex, and it gave me all the settings for volume, intonation, speed. And additional voice options. I'm going to VO spacebar on that. And now it's expanded. Now, this is where you can really customize things. It, you can have different voices to speak different types of things on the screen. So remember, my default is Alex. So the first thing is content. For speaking content on the screen, I got it. I used to have it set to Alex, but then I realized there's a setting there for default voice because I don't want it changing voices all the time. So I changed it from Alex to default voice. And it gives me those same settings for content, you know, speed, volume, intonation. Uh, and 
Then it's status. And, and status means when it's speaking a status item on the screen, you can have a different voice speak that. But I, I, got a, I got all these set to default voice, and I'll explain after why. And I was, I was thinking that by selecting Alex, I was just selecting the default voice, but I wasn't. I was locking it to Alex. Uh, so I picked default voice as the pop-up option. 50, and then there's type. I don't even know what that is. It's another category of, of something that might be on your screen. And you can pick the same thing as a voice for that. 50, 40, 50, 40, 40, 40 and then attributes. You can have a different voice talk about when it's describing attributes on your screen. And voice over menu, you can have a different voice again. So I I set every one of these to default voice. Now, unless you really want to get fancy and have like Alex speaking for attributes, and then when you open the voice over menu, have a different voice, uh, you know, you can definitely play around with this. Um, but I'll tell you why I put them all to default. I used to have an issue when I was changing, when I went in on the fly to change, slow down my speech, like from 50 to 30 before I set up an activity to do it. It wouldn't change it for when I was reading, let's say, a text edit document. And the reason it wouldn't, it was only changing it for the default voice. And I had content set to Alex 50. So it wouldn't change that with the quick changes. Now it does. So that's why I set everything to default voice. Um, the other thing I want to go through that I think is confusing. Um, how do you add other voices? Like, let's say I didn't want, I want it more than just Alex. Um, Okay, let me just go into Alex. Oh, I know. Alex, it says it's a pop-up button. So I'm going to go VO spacebar. So I got Alex, and he's checkmarked by that. Siri voice 5. I don't know why that's there. I didn't add it, but it showed up. French Canada, Emily. And then there's a customized button. Now, I mean, I was searching for this and came across it finally. So it's under the pop-up button. Uh, so in this case, I had Alex. So when I hit the pop-up button, I go down and one of the options is customize. So if I VO spacebar on that, then I'm getting, you can search for a voice, by the way, which is the easiest way to do it because there's probably hundreds of voices on this. And they're done under... There's a table, and you interact with the table, and then there's a whole load of voices. Like first, it says English Australia, and it'll go through Karen. It says unchecked, Karen compact, and so there's there's a whole load. You just hit VO down arrow, and you're going through these voices. And if you want to add one, you just put a check mark in it. But if you want to see what it sounds like before you do that, let's say English Ireland. Let's say I want it Moira. And I want to know what she sounds like. So when it says Moira, I'll stop interacting with the table. And I'll hit VO space, a VO right arrow. And it says play. So I'm going to hit play. Irish English voice. 
She says, hi, my name is Moira. I'm an Irish English voice. So if you like that, go back into the table via left arrow, interact, and you'll still be on Moira. I will add Moira. I'll check. So I just put a check in Moira, okay? So that's all I'm going to add for now. So I'm going to stop interacting with the table. I'm going to go via right arrow till it says okay. Now Moira is added as a voice. Now, if I had a voice there that I didn't want, I just go back into customize from the Alex or, you know, from the pop-up menu. And I take the checkbox out of the voice. And when I hit OK, it will ask me if I want to keep or delete the voice. Um, keeping it will keep it on the computer, but it won't be showing in my voice selection. And delete will take it off the computer altogether, and I'll have to re-download it if I want to use it. So it's to me, I have trouble finding where to add voices, but that's where you do. You, you go in to voices, interact with the table, Customize language list table. Then I'm in my go to the English, which is your default. Unless French is your default, go to French. Alex, pop up button, VO spacebar on that, go down to customize VO spacebar on that, and then um, what I do, because there's so many voices, if I know I want an English US voice, I'll search English US, and it'll jump me right through that part of the table where I have all the list of the English US voices. But if you, you know, if you want Australia, you just do the same thing. Pro I'll just quickly go into the pronunciation tab. Selected. Pronunciations table. There's a pronunciations table. And to be honest, I've never used this. So I will have to play around with it. You can teach voiceover to pronounce things a certain way. Um, but I haven't used it. So it might be something we'd uh, want to touch on or if somebody has used it, that would, be, that would be great. And before I close this off, I just want to go in uh two things i want to show the quick remember i said there's quick ways of changing some of these attributes without having to change them uh go into vo utilities and there's two things there's if you press vo command shift so you gotta have all your fingers at work here four fingers and start hitting the right and left arrow Rate 50%. You will see your default voice, automatically select based on language. Uh, voice, rate 50%, rate 50%, 50%. Uh, pitch 50%, volume, 100%. volume. So, 50%. and once you get to one you want to change, keeping your fingers pressed on these keys, if you hit the up or down arrow, you'll change the attributes. And then when you release your fingers, they're changed. And then you can change them back. So you don't have to go into voice over utilities to do that. And that's your voice options, basically. The other thing for verbosity, if you press VOV, you will get, you can adjust some stuff on the fly, like punctuation. And press VO right or left arrow, you're going through your categories. Uh, and one of it is text attributes, text attributes. to nothing. So if you're doing something, you want to know when attributes change, just press spacebar. Like I'm going to just press VO spacebar on text attributes. Stop adjusting text attributes. 
minimize. Went out. It didn't work. Then let me try that again. No. No notifications available. Adjust text attributes. Okay. Went out. Numbers. Text attributes. Do nothing. Do nothing. Oh yeah, that's why I got to keep VL pressed down. So when I got the text attributes with VL pressed down, I pressed the up and down arrow, and it was going between speak, do nothing, play tone. And once I release it, it says stop, stopping adjusting text attributes. Uh, do nothing, and then when I press VL, no, sorry, when I press escape, stop adjusting text attributes. So this is a quick way of adjusting some settings like VLV and VL command shift. Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll free at 1-877-304-0968. You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.net. 